What's up, y'all? Yash here. Have you been looking for a boost without the crash? Introducing Boost Caffeine Free. Our natural formula includes ingredients like green tea to give you the energy to power throughout your entire day. The best part? It's caffeine free, so you can enjoy it any time of the day without disrupting your sleep. Say goodbye to jitters and crashes, and hello sustained energy with Boost Caffeine Free. Available now at mswnutrition.com. Use code HDYHBOOST to get 10% off. All right, guys, well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Today, we are speaking to Brittany Myers, aka DJ Catwalk. I am so excited about talking about music. I don't think we've ever actually gotten to talk about music, maybe a little bit. And we always end up talking about music here and there, but to make it about music and sound resonance and, and the power and the healing powers of sound is going to be really exciting today. Of course, we got Nurse Doza. We're going to be talking vitamins because she's got an IV going. And I'm Tex Makes Yogi, so let's get the party started. Can you give uh, the listeners a little background on you, please? So I have been a DJ music producer for the past 15 years. And very recently, I've hit this point of just, it wasn't giving me that joy anymore. There was an excitement with my traditional DJ, even like on the music production side, writing electronic music. I'm into house. I do that kind of thing with DJing. And very recently I had an epiphany and I was like, you know what? It's not bringing me joy anymore. So there's a saying out there, like in order to make an entrance, you have to make an exit. So I was like, I just need to cut it. And it felt like a breakup. And I was like, I told my booking manager, like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing the traditional thing anymore. I want to do things that I work if I have a client where we both work on creating something we love, like that I enjoy, that the client enjoys, that the audience or whoever's witnessing it enjoys. So I kind of naturally, I've been on a wellness journey myself and trying to reach enlightenment and just a higher place in myself. And so it kind of all just fell into line. I started learning more about sound healing, I teach. I'm a music educator. I teach DJing music production with a nonprofit called the AM Project, which is mainly kids. And I got an adult student very recently, probably, say, six months ago. She's in her 40s. She's a doctor, a therapist. Her husband actually surprised her on her birthday with DJ lessons for me and all the equipment. She, like, walked into the studio and was surprised with it. And so for me, it was super cool. And as I got to know her, we just like created this relationship of she's an EMDR specialist and does she focuses mainly on women's mental health. And I was getting into like the sound therapy area and I talked to her about it and she's like, let's do something together. So now I'm in this new sound healing area and it's so exciting for me. That's awesome. I love it. It's so exciting. It's like I finally feel like this is what I was supposed to do with all the things I've learned before. That's an incredible feeling. It is. Wow. And (laughs) it's taking you how long now to figure that out? How long? 15 years. 15 years. I started 15 years ago. So now that you have discovered this new way to incorporate music, you keep saying sound healing. What is sound healing? Okay. So... It's such a crazy arena to step into because there's no real like set path. There's so many different beliefs from so many different cultures, from so many different eras of time, and they've all used sound in different ways. And so what I've studied is how do certain frequencies affect our mental or physical being? I've done research, you know, I've looked into like, Tibetan monks that do like these chants, been doing them for hundreds of years. And there's so many different instruments like the singing bowls, the gongs, all these different things that so many different cultures have used drumming in religious things like in Christianity, when they sing, it's a prayer, right? And it's super powerful. And so 
people have used music since the beginning of time to create some sort of like wellness or feeling within, right? And we all share it. And what's so cool about sound is it has no language barrier. It's completely like energy and frequencies. So just jumping into that, I've been just like every day is exciting to me because I get to learn more about it. And I get to research different studies or different beliefs from different cultures. And like they've used this for a thousand years. Why? Right? Like what's behind this? What has it really done to people that have been around it and experienced it? So sound therapy yeah. well, is you imagine so it's broad. Been used, it's been used since before there was la- language. structured language, yeah. right? Like any- yeah. We were looking at written language. It's only been around for like 80,000 years mm-hmm. or something like that, right? It hasn't been around that long. Right. If you really think about how humans have been around, so the communication sound is really one of the foundations of how we do communicate the sound music. So let me ask you this. When it comes to the music, what is the type of music that someone can heal themselves to? That's a very general question. Right. But I think about it, you see sound healing. So like I imagine for the basic beginner. Right. They're like, OK, what do I do? Do I just put on a song? Do I hear like a like do I bang a gong? Like how do I go about sound healing? Okay, so we've all used music, I think, personally, like we're going through a breakup or we're trying to get pumped up for a workout or whatever, right? And there's like these songs that are our songs that resonate with us and pump us up or get us going in whatever direction. So there is a science behind the frequencies and at different hertz is supposed to have different reactions with your brain and your body. So they're all different. It starts in like 40 hertz. 40 hertz is linked to gamma brain waves, which helps with memory. So a lot of people have used that for Alzheimer's and different dementia and trying to help that. A long time ago, I got into, because my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's, and music is like one of your last memories you hold. And so I did a couple of things with different nursing homes, and I contacted families and asked for them to put together songs that had been in their family that this person would recognize, and it was something important. We put it on little, like, iPod Nanos back in the day and used it as therapy with these dementia patients. I mean, I first did it with my grandma. That's how I got the idea. And it was like we'd play these certain songs that she always would dance to with my grandpa or the family would always sing at the get-togethers. And she would snap into being aware and talk about the times and, like, the craziest real-life stuff I got to see. So, yeah, 40 hertz also just, like, having that frequency can help, too. But memory in general is affected by music big time. Then have you heard of the solfeggio frequencies? No. No. So it's like this diagram, kind of like sacred geometry. And so there's these certain frequencies that it's a whole thing that I'm learning right now, these frequencies. But the first one is 174 hertz. So this frequency is known to be in like sacred music, culturally, and believed to reduce pain and stress on the body. Okay. Then you move to like 285 hertz. This is another solfeggio frequency, and it's considered instrumental in physical healing. So if you have like burns, wounds, stuff like that, it's supposed to promote cell regeneration, basically. It's so interesting. It's crazy. It keeps going. And so it jumps up to 396, which is a removal of negative feelings like guilt and fear, It's supposed to transform negative emotions into positive, like feelings of joy and happiness. A lot of people, if you've heard of, you know, like chakras and people who use these certain chakras and healing and stuff, there are frequencies that activate each chakra. Yeah. Also. Well, those are like the tuning forks as well. Exactly. The singing bowls, all these things. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you being the, well, I've met you a long time ago, but re-seeing you again like recent what was it three weeks ago or four weeks ago that's when Amberly was doing her talk and like your eyes were just like what's yeah, going on because i right was now? like <laughs> it seemed so perfectly placed yeah, in correct. my path because i had just bought the book she should suggested like i was 
you know, already going down this personally. And to hear her talking about it, I was like, whoa. And the doctor that she mentioned that uses a note for each organ to heal and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. So, yeah, like what I'm trying to do right now is study these frequencies, get as much information as I can and incorporate it into my music. <laughs> we like ice. We like and incorporate, ice. incorporate it into my music production now. So the team up I've been doing with Dr. Elizabeth Barakal, we're starting off with guided meditations. She's also a certified hypnotherapist, so she already understands the vocal part and guided meditation like that's what she does right she walks people through getting into this like hypnotic meditative state so i want to be able to use frequencies in the right way to correlate with whatever she's saying so that all of it together is just more powerful and provides more healing or wellness to us as we listen not only are the frequencies working but the guidance is also really key i think and I want to have full spectrum because I still love rocking a party. I still love like electronic music and like the energy of being at a festival or a show like that. So I want to start writing to where these frequencies are hidden, yeah. essentially, in my music I'm writing. And as far as vocals, like having sort of like mantra, like really cool lyrics that if you're singing along, you might not even notice, but it's providing a positive effect on everyone. Right. I want people to leave and be like, whoa, you know, yeah. they don't understand it, but at least I'm spreading healing in yeah. like sort of a different way. I love yeah, it. it's almost like trance music can do something like that. Because oh, yeah. I've always questioned, like, do they know what they're doing? Right? With Amberly, well, one of the podcasts that we did with her, I asked her, like, well, how do I know? How can I trust that these people that are doing the singables let's say in a yoga class that they know what they're doing like how do i know that they're using the right frequency to put me in like in this thing and i did mention it's like the thing about it is that i also know that i'm probably not relaxing because i am thinking about the fact of yeah whether, like you can't be completely yeah. secure you don't feel secure yeah. completely yeah and her answer was like well intention has a lot to do with it you know right. so, all right cool that was totally fine i want to go back to when you started with music right you said 15 years ago this was college that you were? Yeah. Yeah. That's when you started playing. Yeah. So in high school, 16, I started playing drums. I have always loved like the beat of things, but I soon realized I didn't want to be in a band, but I liked making beats. So in college, my parents kind of like, they're like, you have to go to college, right? So I just jumped around through different majors and was trying to figure it out. And Actually, the first time I ever did mushrooms, <laughs> I went home after kind of like coming down and it all hit me. I was looking at a Rolling Stones magazine and in the very back of it, they have like classifieds kind of like ads for certain things. And there was a sound engineering school and it said based out of a hundred major cities in the United States. So I like look it up and they're in San Antonio. So I immediately am like, I'm going to save up the money. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on the side. So I started going to the sound engineering school, which was a learned internship. So you're like in the studio, they mail the top producer guy curriculum, and you just like learn that way. It was super cool. But I also realized with that, like, I don't want to just be a sound engineer. And that's when I started DJing. I was bartending at the time, like in the, you know, weekends whenever I could work. And that wasn't cool. <laughs> and the owner was, we were really good friends. And he one day was like, I really want to DJ in here. I was like, I want to DJ. He was like, well, do it. And I'm like, cool. I'm a broke college student. Like, can't buy thousands of dollars worth of equipment to start. And he's like, I'll make you a deal. I'll buy everything you need. And you can set up and play any time, any day. And every time you do, I'll take off $150 from what I paid on everything until you pay it off. And I was like, sick <laughs> you got a deal so I started I had to learn quickly and I was learning basically in front of people so more pressure too and I just 
figured it out and it started to grow and me just like casually playing turned into like the busiest college night in town where people were like lined up outside by 10 p.m you know like I was just like whoa like this is happening and from there I went to college in San Antonio and from there I moved here to Austin and I worked for a big company called the Austin Enterprises They have a really funny story. If you don't know it, I'll tell you later. (laughs) They basically had like 10 clubs downtown and got busted by the feds for like the craziest like gangster stuff. (laughs) This was like about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wait, is this the same as the, what's that one place that we used to go? No, this was like a little before this. It was like Malaya, Quah, Kiss and Fly. They Mm -hmm. own like all these. Yeah. Yeah, That was a long time ago. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. It was. So I just kept growing. I moved out to L.A. because that was like my childhood dream, right? To like live in L.A. and do something in music. So I did it and learned a lot. And I moved back to San Antonio eight years ago to start a family and change directions a little bit. Yeah. And now you're here. (laughs) And now, yeah. Well, we're really excited to have you at Howdy Health Fest because, again, it was one of those things that's like, well, of course we should play with this because you're getting into this. I mean, you're obviously like studying it and learning it. And it seems like anytime you put your mind to it, you you end up figuring it out. So because we also don't know how it's going to be like for us last year. Well, the past two years, the Fridays has been like psychedelic education night. And the first time it was just like a huge party either way, no matter what day. So it was like, we just partied anyways. But last year we felt that it was going to be like the big party night. And it wasn't like after the psychedelic education, nobody wanted to party. Everybody wanted to like have deep conversations, right? But there was still music going on. It was just kind of like more in the background. So people did appreciate it. But I think that it was definitely a misconnection between what we were trying to create and what was actually happening. And I think that you have that where you'll be able to pick it up and then and go, go either way yeah. yeah i don't know if there was a misconnect i don't like that term for what happened there it was so organic in nature that it's an experience that was created and kind of give the backdrop to this so this is our third year that we're doing this festival technically it's kind of like our fourth festival like that we've done but this is officially our third and two years ago when we did the psychic uh, the education night psychedelic education night Afterwards, there was a DJ. And then next door, there was this kind of immersion activation of artwork Mm. that you could walk through, like almost like a fun house. Like you'd walk through and there was all this cool artwork and installation. They were badass, actually. So the ticket got you into the speakers and then got to do this art show. And then apparently, like we set up a DJ, you know, and so like there's this room, which is... Well, someone just showed up. That's what what happened. That's what someone showed up. Well, I have my my speakers in the back. Like, can I just play? I was like... Sure. Yeah. And, and just... so they brought a huge, so they went down the street and got a huge speaker. Oh, cause he had walked off. Yeah. And, when and you I came wa- back and well, you're like, what yeah, the hell? Cause I happen? walked back in the room and all of a sudden, like, imagine you leave the room and you come back like a few minutes later and, and you're it's at like, day for night. Well, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It was like day for night. It was like, that. it was like the DJ. It wasn't DJ. It was just music playing. It was house music. And there was lights going and it was kind of dark. And it was like, the furniture is gorgeous. Like absolutely bougie. It's amazing. And you walked into like this, energy right and so i was like this is awesome and i still remember that night vividly to this day well last year we had set up a dj this is a different setting now now we're at this house this beautiful house that has a like many houses (laughs) there's also bougie but it's like four (laughs) houses or four or five houses on this compound and so we set up a dj to basically just dj i that's what i was thinking and we're going to see what happens right because anytime you set up a dj like who knows I think it also comes down to location where you set up. And so if there was anything different, I would change. It'd be the location. But the music was great because the conversations I was having, I was dancing along in these conversations while I was talking. And so the DJ was kind of caught off guard because they're like, well, no one was like dancing by me. Yeah, correct. And I'm like, right. But we were all scattered out, like dancing. Everybody was dancing anyways. And like just jamming out in their own mind to their vibe. And so you could almost see like the wavelengths in the air coming from the music playing where everyone was just like soaking it in and just enjoying like people sitting over here, people sitting over here. And so if you ask anyone that night, they're going to say, oh yeah, I love that music tonight. It was the background. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. So looking at going into like, you know, what we're looking for this year and what you've said, you hit it day for night was perfect. So Baldo and I talked a couple of years ago. We love festivals like ACL just happened, right? And this whole concept of us even sitting in this room was pitched at ACL one year because me and him used to always go to ACL festivals together. And the flags or where, if anyone knows, is like that's where like everyone hangs out at. Where, well, that's where we would hang out with. And so one year I pitched them this idea of creating this 
vibing bar, IV bar and all that, blah, blah, blah. But secretly, we also knew like we love festivals. One day we want to throw a festival. And so like a couple years ago, it started coming to fruition. You talk about starting a family and all that. So I stayed home, started the family, job, blah, blah, blah. He travels the world, right? And so comes back and says, like, the coolest festivals I've seen is this thing called Day for Night out of Houston. Yeah. <laughs> like, hands down. He's like, and I was like, for real? Like, international guy? He's like, no, hands down. Like, it's the coolest festival. And then if you look it up, it only lasts like three years. I know. Yeah. But that was also like a pedophile kind of thing. Oh. Well, the owner. I didn't the owner. Yeah, yeah. So so everything like literally came Good down idea. with it. Yeah. Wrong person. Right. Correct. And so okay. it no longer lasted. Well, I think the, I think someone tried to take it over and he was like, Nope. It, he's like, if I'm not gonna do it, no one's you gonna can't do buy it. the concept. Yeah. Which is like, why don't you just sell the the concept? Like what? So the other thing that we looked at was like, well, what does Coachella look like? Because honestly, like I like ACL, it's our hometown festival, but it's not like Coachella. The arts are definitely emphasized more. And so we say like, okay, what does it look like to have true art being performed in front of a live audience or maybe with the audience to where now you change how a festival is attended? So no longer are you just sitting at a, in front of a stage listening or sitting or hearing someone talk to you or play for you. Imagine the music is the background for the soundtrack of you changing your mindset right then and there in your course throughout life. And that night, I imagine more people probably had their mindset changed because of those conversations. And so if you imagine what that looks like, you imagine when that music's changing you, what it's doing, it's helping change your wavelength, like you said, right? The gamma, the frequencies. And so if you're stuck in this loop, you call it a negative routine. Imagine that's a frequency that you're always way. hearing, right? That, and, it's a, and it could be a low one, right? And mm -hmm. it, it, people call it low vibration, right? And they are stuck in it, right? They're just stuck in that. And imagine with any routine, like it's very hard to get out of a routine. So I think sound is one of the best ways to get out of a negative routine because you can change your routine by simply putting music on in the background. And when that music's playing, imagine you sync up with it out of your whatever frequency you're on. And now you're vibing on a different frequency. And what I try to imagine most people are like antennas, right? And so when you're playing, you're setting the tone for people to have this ability to have a different conversation, right? Because now they're maybe enjoying a little bit of bliss, right? Maybe they're having a conversation with someone about something that they don't know anything about, but yet they're open-minded to it now, right? And all of a sudden, learning becomes in play rather than defensiveness. And that defensiveness, as opposed to learning, now can be applied knowledge as a tool, as a skill set. All it took was the right music in the background, allowing this person to relax, to be able to be receiving yeah. this message, right? So it's funny when you go back to the idea of saying that misconnect, I'm like, uh-uh. I can tell you right now, I had a conversation with two people by this tree with the DJ in the background. And I could see in a distance and the music was mm -hmm. like, we were just like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. It's so hard being on the DJ side and right. you expect ex like what you're, you were yeah, yeah, thinking. Yeah. You expect like everyone's going to get in front of the booth and they're just if they're into it they're going to be dancing non-stop and if they're not dancing they must not be into it well i had that mindset forever and then i had to realize like no like i know what i'm playing to yeah. i know the music i know the crowd and it took me a while to just chill out in that area because it it's not all about just being like this crazy dance hype like type of thing it could be all different levels all dimensional and it takes a while to like learn that yeah. as a person that's behind it or, doing well, it. Well, how how are you serving the environment, right? Because like you can't force whatever you want to create. It's like I'm here to serve a certain purpose right now and and that's not easy in any realm or in any freaking industry to be able to be like, yeah, well, I'm here for a service, not necessarily well, to cover bands. Correct. Yeah. Right? Like so we went to school in San Antonio too. We went to St. Mary's. Oh, uh, UTSA. And so yeah. When we would go to the same bars off of medical mm -hmm. and like all this, like and all that stuff, bar. Babcock bar, uh, it was always, it was, you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. We would probably ran into each other actually. Uh, we were, we were here a cover band, right? Like Sublime, Lit, Toadies, like, toadies, like whatever God, name. Why do it, they right? love yeah, toadies I know. so much? It's, it's like they love Rage rock. Against the machine. Right, they love yeah. rock, right? Uh -huh. So we would hear like cover bands. And so Bald and I go in there and it's the same song. But what happened is everyone would start singing along. Right. And what's great is like people came Community. out, they came out to do that. Right. They did. Right. Because it's a different vibe when you have people immersed in the music as yeah. opposed to like, it's just a bunch of games on in the background. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go to a sports bar, like you can do that. But when you go to see music, like we go to the sushi place 
and they have this guitarist in the background playing like beautiful acoustic songs. And it's great because like we'll go to that restaurant just for like that music in the background. And why? Because it adds a little bit different flair to the dinner. The conversations are different. We're in a good mood, right? Like we went to a show last night and I think it was the best music experience you can have at a concert. Yeah, it was fantastic. We saw a spoon, a live TV oh. and a spoon. Yeah, at uh, the Moody ACL oh, yeah. Live. I heard it I was actually, incredible. I actually enjoyed when they stopped, you know, because like they're not playing in sync or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, we're going to stop and start this over. Again. But, but that's cool. Like, Because <laughs> there's so many times that I've been at a show and I'm just like, ah, oh, they're off. You're like, just start over. Start over again. Over again. <laughs> and so, But it was interesting. You brought up a good point. So this show, a taping for anyone who doesn't know, it's the PBS taping, which means like there's no phones. Like they're taping for TV. So like you, you can't, have be, you be. have to pay attention. Like you're there for that reason. You know yeah. it, right? So you're a true fan if you happen to be lucky enough to attend a taping, mm-hmm. like on top of it, right? So if you look around at the people who were there, who were dancing, some people were dancing in their seat, but they weren't moving, right? But they were having like the best time possible because they had the best view. Like they're hearing their songs, like no one's talking, yeah. like, you know, like to me, I imagine that person's just as moved as a person who was dancing up and down, right? right? Yeah. And you were like, I have to interpret that as like someone actually is enjoying themselves if they're standing oh, still, yeah. right? Because they're lost and they lose themselves in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that feeling of losing themselves in that is what we're all really looking for, right? To me, that's what we're trying to create, right? Yeah. Because when you have that night after the psychedelic education night for people who are going to attend, you have this whole conversation around things that are very taboo and they're not becoming taboo anymore. And people use them because it's helping them and you want to know more about it, right? Because you figure like it could help you. So imagine you say the same thing, but you're like, well, imagine you try like, you know, some of these psychedelics, but you're sitting in an environment with your favorite music. And then all of a sudden you're back in the sixties or seventies and that's what they were doing, right? They put on the Beatles, right? And imagine you put on the who and you put on all this music that puts you in this mood to say like, I'm going to blow your mind and I'm going to take you a place you've never been. And you can always go back there again. Yeah. Now that's one way to get there. Psychedelics, music, exercises for it like that for some people, mm-hmm. right? Like breath work is like that for a lot. Oh yeah. Right. And I think it's, it's one of those things. Like how do you tap in? Right. So like sound therapy for most people is a way to address trauma, PTSD, I think it's suicide prevention for a lot of people. I think music has saved my life many a times. I mean, so that's many really, people. I mean, that's how it is. That's why when people go to a, mu- a crowd or a concert, I'm sorry, and they hear that song that saved them, right? And they go back to it again. And then they go back to it 10 years later and they hear it again. Same impact. The same impact, but different emotion. Right. And that's what I love about music is that I can hear the same song a thousand times over the course of a lifetime and I will have a different emotion to it probably every time. And I will hear a different angle of it every time that now I sync with it again. A Radiohead album, I have to hear eight or ten times before <laughs> I even start syncing with it. Oh, yeah. Because it's a whole other vibration. And it's so complex. Yeah. They're it, brilliant. It, exactly. So it takes, if you're not super knowledged or educated or in, in music tu- or, theory. Or in tune. Because here's what you said before. You said some of the people put those frequencies in there. I have to imagine Tom oh, hits yeah. that. Same with like Tool in a perfect circle. Yeah. They use all of these frequencies. Right. And that's why you're just like, oh my God. Because you're It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, it moves you because it literally recalibrates your neurotransmitters, your neurons, your frequencies in your brain. And what happens is you're reset. Uh, we're using nature. And I was thinking about this the other day. Nature for me is recalibration for me. What I'd like to do is I go and I sit and I just stare at mountains. And I just, everything stops. Right. And you're sitting down, which is the grounding method, right? The ohm. And I start chanting. And what happens is when I start chanting, when I'm doing pigeon, like on the side of a mountain, I recalibrate. Mm-hmm. You right? get to connect with that earth's real frequency too. Right. The inertia. Completely grounding. Right. And so how many people even sit down on a daily basis on the ground? Like or earth? even put their like bare feet on the earth. It's so important. And you think about that. You Bare feet. People, especially working from home, and I ask you if you're listening to this podcast, which thankfully you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Hopefully, next thing you're going to do is you're going to go outside barefoot. Maybe if you have to put on music, fine. But what I would try to do is listen to the tree in front of you, right? Because it has a frequency. Do we all love flea? 
Flea? Yeah. We, we love Flea. Okay. <laughs> so he was on live, and it was, like, during the pandemic, but maybe, like, a year in or something, so everyone's a little bit more chill. Yep. But he was like, all right, everyone, I'm going to get off. But I want all of you run outside and just get on the earth and just like get grounded. Okay, bye. And I was like, God, you're awesome. Yes. Like when yes. you understand that. And yeah, if you're having, if you're like stuck in a rut, go outside. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like on real earth in real nature. And you'll be able to go back into that frequency that feels the most like oh, harmonious yeah. i think uh earth's frequency is like the environment is seven seven well hertz. the frequency it's 528 is the frequency that of the earth, earth vibrates at okay so i was way off um so <laughs> if you are on a different frequency because you're stressed i imagine frontal cortex brain is activated your alpha waves are like probably either high or low depending on the chronic stress and so it's all this frontal activity. Is it very impossible to even be able to sink in with the 528 hertz, right, frequency? I wonder what the frontal cortex runs off of if it's all activated. So I did learn that in 963 hertz, it's supposed to activate your pineal gland, which so, is a little different, but that's so still interesting so we were talking about that um i think was it last week so on right monday. on okay. monday right we were talking about on monday uh the pineal gland so the pineal gland is an organ that is located actually in the deep part of your back brain and oh. you have it as an organ that releases uh hormones and neurotransmitters you might know them as melatonin serotonin dopamine norepinephrine and for some dmt now the dmt part which is everyone if I'm going to go to it real quickly, the DMT part is the hormone slash neurotransmitter that's only released when you're born or you're dying. And if you talk about why it's released at those times, that's the most transcendent part of life. Yeah. When right. you're coming in or when you're going out. Right. So you can't, you can't be more connected to a higher power than that. I mean, I just, unless you happen to find it on earth, which is one way that people are finding it is finding a way to release DMT while you're on earth. Now, if you can release things from the pineal gland in sequence, in order, in control, what you use is your environment to your advantage. So sound, I have to imagine. I mean, they talk about like breath work can release your own DMT. I have to imagine the right frequency can do it too, right? Well, you imagine oh, epigenetics course. is a big deal right, right now. And it's all about how the environment changes sure. your genetics. And I would think that with music and sound, that's, sound yeah. that is providing an environment to create that or, or at least an environment to support that change, right? Because I would think that that plays a big role in it. I mean, environment is sound, is like a set and setting, right? And music is, is this part of the setting. So like binaural beats. That's what I was going to get that's into next. Okay, okay, perfect. So, well, yeah, let's so talk EMDR, yeah. and this is how I like learn more about it with okay. Dr. Barakal. She uses binaural beats with lights flashing, mm -hmm. right? So the beats are two different tempos and frequencies happening at the same time, which for trauma is incredible because it, re it changes the signaling of like how I've heard is like this trauma like you go through these like circles you're stuck in it right you're yeah. always affected there's like it, it never leaves so these lights with the music or the sounds supposed to break that cycle yeah, and like, it, right? yeah and create new formations and signaling in your brain yeah that's amazing that's why it's been and she did hypnotherapy first and then got into mdr and said that the success rate is so much higher with the MDR and like quicker. Like there's like a quicker like therapeutic part to it. Right. And so I think I also, and maybe I'm just guessing here, but when you stack so-called quote unquote stack therapies. Right. I think they're more effective. And it's I more think power. it's more power. Right. But here's what's really fascinating. I have to ask the listeners, have they ever felt their own frequency? And I say that translation, and have you ever felt your own energy? And you nod, of course. You nod, yes. So I'm also a chiropractor. I have felt a magnetic push from people's spine 
Like you can just put your hand right above the spine. And it's like repelling you. And it repels you, right? Just the way batteries do when they're polar opposites, right? So we know there's electricity in the heart, in the brain, in your adrenal glands, as well as your gut. So you have electrical charges, right? You're a conductor. And so you imagine that you can be charged, right? So like there's a certain part of empowering yourself that needs to be emphasized to where you are a battery and you have to recharge yourself daily, like hourly, like every second, right? Because by every second, you're combating with stress, which is constant. Or things draining you. Or things draining you, right? And you imagine it increases over time. And so, which is fascinating, and I've said this before, I love podcasts, but I listen to music more because it is more soothing for my soul and my spirit and my mind, which it cannot be emphasized enough because most people, like science knows the brain, but they don't know the mind, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we've studied, like you said, all the sound therapies. Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, so-called, right? Sound temples. Mm -hmm. He would sit people, his patients, in a room and just blast bass almost and sound off the walls and they'd get better. I mean, I... It disrupts all of the connections. Right. And but in a way to where it's like a reset. But it's objective. Right. So here's the thing. Unless you listen to a certain type of music, right? Because the binaural beats is straight up objective. Like if you basically do a, a binaural beats with headphones, right? Which is the ideal way to do it. You can reset your frequency by just listening, right? You tune everything else out. And what I usually do is I listen to Delta Waves. Mm. I really do. I, I mean, just, and I know you're only meant to do it when like it's like sleeping time, right? But I do it because it's regenerating for me. Because the Delta Waves, when you're sleeping at night. It's like cell it's cell rejuvenation. Oh, okay. So when you talk, we talked alpha, there's beta waves, there's delta, uh, theta waves and delta waves and gamma. You mentioned the gamma. Mm -hmm. Well, gamma is usually when your pineal gland is open and it's able to reach that higher level of consciousness. But usually your pineal gland is so calcified from stress in this world. And alcohol and, and al anything. alcohol, like everything you can imagine, TV. Weird. The wrong we've frequency. Eaten. The first. Well, we talked <laughs> Not about. This. Well, no, we talked. We talked frequency, and we said, well, could TV frequency? I think. T I think it's been proven. Check me if I'm wrong. TV and EMFs have been proven to calcify your pineal gland, mm. along with anything else that it has, transmits frequency to. Right. That's why they say don't stand in front of a microwave. But yet we hold these cell phones up to our head all the time, and we have Bluetooth all the time. And what they found is when you put your cell phone right by your head at night when you sleep, if it's on a normal Wi-Fi mode and the yeah. router's on, you're disrupting melatonin synthesis, which directly affects the pineal gland, right? Because that's the only place it comes from. So if you put your phone next to you and you sleep with you at night, you are not making melatonin, which is the only time you're going to make in your sleep. Yeah. You're not getting good sleep. Mm -hmm. And melatonin is an antioxidant. It cleans your body out. You could sit with all the binaural beats in the world, but you're not going to outrun that. But what's incredible is I like to do like like white noise sometimes mm -hmm. to go to sleep at night. Then the binaural beats before I go to bed and I'll unplug the router, obviously, right? And I'll put like just – I'll have a plug-in like sound machine, right? Literally just <laughs> – and I remember the sound machine thing my old boss used to have in the background of his office. He had it every day, the sound machine. It was just yeah. the white noise. Yeah. Uh, Jen likes to do white noise at night. I'm just like I... – I fall asleep so easily a bit, and so. So the first time I messed around with binaural beats, yeah, I heard about this app called Brainwaves. Okay. Have you heard of it? It seems pretty cool, but it's just a bunch of different things that trigger like focus or sleep or relaxation, mm. right? So the only free one was a ten-minute sleep, deep sleep. Ten minutes, your deep sleep. So it was like the afternoon. I'm like, I'm just going to try it out. And I laid in my bed with my it on on my phone. <laughs> and I laid back and I was just like, whatever. You know, in my head, I'm like, I could beat the binaural beats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ain't got nothing on me, right? <laughs> I'm just being skeptical. And then oh. the phone fell out. I'm a light sleeper. My phone fell off of me onto the floor, which would have been extremely loud. I didn't hear it. I woke up like 20 minutes later. And felt so like rejuvenated. Like nice. I really did get in deep sleep and it was insane. So I want to get into like focus because that's, I am majorly like ADD. <laughs> and so I try all natural things and 
there's binaural beats that are meant to like keep you very focused. So that's kind of like my next thing I'm going to get into personally. Yeah. <laughs> because just the sleep one in general, I mean, that was one thing. And I yeah, well, you imagine couldn't you just even believe throw it. Throw in like a focus playlist, right? And you're just like doing the yeah. well, That's why you have that house list, right? Because the beats are syncing with your heart beat, right? It's like 120. Yeah. Right. Right. I know. So, so like, what's I, you're already? I'm already seeing you like create the music in your head, right? You're like, okay, well, I want it to be like down tempo meets like fast tempo, like right in the middle, right? Because if you sync with the heartbeat and the rhythm, and what happens is you can actually sync with your nervous system, right? So now you talk about like, well, I need to get ramped up. What do you, you got to throw some tunes on that ramp you? Up. Oh, let's get up and, and it cranks you up. That's why people put on hard rock like for the uh, for the gym. Mm-hmm. Right, so you, well, I mean, no one's gonna put on Barry Manilow, right, and just like walk in here, right, and it's like, no, that's not gonna get people, right? <laughs> but I mean, really, like, if you think about the focus part, like classical music has always been something oh, that's yeah. helped people, right? Definitely. And, and it's it's kind of like it. I think there's even proven that you're smarter, like your IQ goes up higher just by listening to classical music. Yeah, well, I think you also have. I like, agree. Yeah, I agree. That that's in, a like, thing. Babies and but that's also yeah. one of the things that I've always wondered. Like, yeah, but like also. If you're not of a certain IQ already, you're not gonna like classical music. Will you? I don't know. Maybe, but why would you? Why would you say that? I'm just thinking. Like, I'm I'm just thinking that like it, it also takes a certain appreciation of all the instruments to be able to listen to classical music. So when I had kids, I used it. Yeah. <laughs> I used them as my little tools. Like, how do they react? In the purest, have no knowledge of anything, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so cool classical never bothered my kids and i would do that when it started getting chaotic and i'm like okay like i'm whatever i'd put it on in the house and everyone's just chill so we do the same thing so in the morning (laughs) i put bach on and i mean while we're getting ready it's very calming in the background the chaos but it's also so intelligently like the notes and instruments, how they're placed, that it really does, I feel, affect how you are thinking. Because because you have I to agree, activate yeah. certain levels of the brain that maybe have to respond to interpretation, analyzation, right? Because if I have a beat just going boom, 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 boom I mean, after a while, like, okay, what? You're almost numb to it. That's what a frequency is. But like, you can have a symphony and there's like 20 instruments. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, what sound did that come from? Yeah. And how did you make that pitch? And like my son, the oldest, came home and started telling me the do right, you know, so la re me. And, and it was like, oh, wow, you know that now? And I was like, why do you know that? He's like, well, it's the pitch and the tone and everything. And I said, all right, you know what? You can make those pitches yourself, right? Like you have your own instrument. And going back to like you talked about the, the focus. So I'll clear my chakras if I want to be focused. Because if I'm discombobulated and I have all this excess energy – a lot of times people will tell me like, dude, you're hyped up. Like you need to calm down, right? So I get that. So a lot of people with ADHD don't want to be told to be calmed down. That's like the most triggering thing you could tell someone, right? But it's true. You just like, you kind of need to calm down. Baldo taught me years ago. He's like, you can do it yourself. And I was like, well, how do you do it? You just got to breathe. Yeah. And I was I like, agree. That's... Yeah. right? Yeah. So then. And I did that. I had a friend who's a Reiki master when I lived in LA and I was opposite of wellness in LA. I was like living it up. You mean okay. LA wasn't healthy for you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I had this friend who I would go and get like Reiki sessions and he would always try to teach me like you can reach any euphoria or any feeling you're seeking. You can do it yourself. And I never could like I was like, yeah, yeah right. Just walking out like He's just more enlightened. Like, I could never do that. And now it's like, yeah, you can do so much on your own. Right. With your own instrument. For sure. With your own instrument and your own body, right? So do you chant? No. Okay. So there's this monk chant that I do, and it starts off with, Oh, ma, me, wait, oh, ma, ni, pa, me, hum. And so what you do is it's like this, almost a standard tuning of guitar. And what you imagine if your standard tuning guitar is like the E is very bass-like, so you hit the E, and that's the same sound as like ohm. So when I do that, I re- kind of like standard my tune my guitar, my human instrument, and then I allow all the chakras to be like clear. So to start my day off to be focused, I it's like a non-negotiable. Like I have to like clear my energy 
in order to be focused. And the best way to do it is through chanting, which is like sound. So I'm in the sauna when no one's around and I'm literally chanting. How many times do you think you go through saying I'll do three it? if I can. I don't know why, because I feel like three gets you, like it builds like crescendo, I guess, right? Whatever, right? It builds because then like you imagine you didn't hit that pitch. And you're like, I think I can get it, hit it, get it again. So I've noticed by doing this with breath work over the years, my voice has gotten better. And it hasn't gotten improvement from my throat. It's more of like my stomach and my belly because I'm breathing into my stomach now. I'm chanting from my stomach. It makes sense that like my HRV is high and my system is calm because I've been chanting from my grounding, which I sat on a rock this morning. The same thing by a creek. Like I got to do that this morning with the sunlight and I realized and I had Spoon playing in the background because like we went last night. So I'm still in the zone. Right. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. And people could walk by, like see exactly what I'm doing. I'm sitting there double pigeon by a creek with my bike helmet on and my bike's there with the music playing Spoon. And everyone who's walking by can be like, dude, that dude is like zinned out. <laughs> like he's in another world because I was. Mm -hmm. I tapped in, right? And it was incredible because I did it in like five minutes this time. Yeah. It is cool. And it used to take me like 30 minutes to get comfortable in my own skin. And now I'm like, I can do it in five minutes. I recently went to a meditation class at a Buddhist temple in San Antonio because I'm like, I'm so interested in learning all types of meditation, everything. And it was so cool. But the breathing thing, all of it, I don't know. And he explained it like when you're exercising or getting ready for a marathon, like that's how these meditations are. Like sometimes he said it, it takes me 30 minutes to jump into it. Sometimes I can just automatically get there. Yep. But you have to allow yourself that time to like even get in the space to be like, okay, now I can sit here and totally disconnect, not have a thought in my mind, focus on the one thing I need to focus on. It's cool. And <laughs> what's fascinating is we were talking focus a while ago. Most people think focus, they think energy and they think caffeine, like, like caffeine like energy. Adderall. Like I need Adderall. And there's an Adderall shortage right now, by the way. Yeah, because on TikTok and everywhere, they're like, do you need Adderall or whatever? Like, well, really? what the heck? So, it's like companies that will prescribe you like ADHD medicine. Well, like on a... Well, it's a catch-22 because the TikTok... <laughs> terrible. Well, the TikTok oh causes you the lack of focus and the more ADHD symptoms. And so then your dopamine spikes. You. So they got you. So then they're like, we'll give you the medicine for what we're doing to you. It's fascinating because to me, it's I think terrible. there's a shortage because everyone's depressed and anxious, can't sleep, and they're stressed out and they don't know how to recalibrate. There's no their grounding. There's no grounding. They're completely just. They're not because. Everywhere erratic. Because <laughs> if you imagine you're grounding, your frequency is being pulled magnetically to the ground. But if you're not grounded, all your magnetism is being pulled from your brain and it's being given to whatever you're looking at. So that might be the phone, your TV screen, your laptop, right? And if you're like at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. at night and you're still staring into a screen, looking at the TV with the lights on, your brain should be getting ready to make melatonin now in the pineal gland. And it can't because this darkness is basically as soon as darkness hits, your pineal gland says, okay, we can start making melatonin now. But if it's always light, the brain's like, okay, we just we're, we won't do it. So you talk about focus. It's like a war. It's a war. Mental war. But the ADHD thing, everyone thinks focus, right? And so I think like you can have better focus if you sleep well at night. And that's what like, oh, that's it. My sleep sucks. Every single person <laughs> that comes in here since 2020, I would probably say eight out of 10 people, their sleep sucks. sucks. And I've learned a lot recently about alcohol and its effect on everything. Sleep. But sleep. one drink. One drink. Affects your sleep. Yep. To the point. You will not. You will not sleep. You will not. You won't sleep. So now I get, ever since I've like got more into wellness mm -hmm. it's a complete thing in my life so i don't drink a lot anymore and when i do it messes me up for like days yep days a sickness the fog the like weird anxiety the weird depression and it's like and it could be a small amount yeah of alcohol it could be three glasses yeah. well, of and then the less you do it you also recognize the longer right. like now if i have a drink five days later like man that was that drink yeah, there's <laughs> that so much science drink. <laughs> for real. It's habitual because alcohol creates these synapses, like the habit forming, it makes more of them. So habit forming because of the chemicals it releases in your brain to where 
within seven days, you're like, I just need a drink. I need to go out again. But it's not even like you. It's literally what was created from the first drink you had however long ago. And yeah, if you're drinking more frequently and like more amounts of it in a week, you'll you'll like never get out of it until you really take a hard stop. And then you will realize like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, yeah. I thought I've been, I just am an, ang- an anxious person. Like, right. No, right. you probably aren't. You're going <laughs> you probably withdrawals. aren't. That's crazy. But you also brought a good point, uh, the sleep thing. So if you go without sleep, you can feel hungover the same way that you basically are hungover from oh. the night before drinking. And so you imagine if you drink late night, which most people do, especially if you're DJ, now you're going back to the 2 a.m. crowd, the 1 a.m. crowd, right? And you're like, oh my God, how did I do that? How did I manage the next day with no sleep and drinking, which meant like I my brain was shit. And then I thought about this the other day too. I said at 1 a.m., back in the day, we were pounding Red Bulls and vodka. Yeah, wow, crazy. At 1 a.m. in the morning. And I'm just like, how in the hell did we manage just to offset the just, like low feeling of the alcohol? You're like, I want to be like hyped up more. Right. Let's, let's, let's mix it up. So what's incredible <laughs> now is like, okay, so I think the time I met you actually was at a uh, Barbarella. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't drink anymore, but I went to Barbarella that night. Now Barbarella. After you went to Ghostland. After I went to Ghostland. Okay. That's right. <laughs> magic. That's a, magic. So like I'm on a whole different frequency, right? When people go to Barbarella, they try to do that same thing, right? But the thing is, if like you go to a bar and, or a DJ or whatever, and it's just straight up like people are just drinking and all that, it's a very different frequency of that dancing in the room, the crowd, like what's behind it, what's their day been like, especially like going out to 6th Street. It gets very interesting now that you're not drinking, or at least I'm not. And Because so, you're like, not in that same mind space at all. Right. So if you walk into a bar, the frequency is so different than going to a place with a bunch of people who are like basically happy and healthy and moving around and talking about great things in life and how wonderful life is. And you don't find it there. But it's fascinating because in a society like today, welcome people to say you should do this on the weekend to celebrate how hard you work throughout the week as a reward for yourself. Don't reward yourself. Instead with, of like going to a mountain or a creek side. Yeah, right. Exactly. Don't go to bed early. Go out at night and go just pound a bunch of – Yeah, four just days. fuck up the next four days and your liver on top of that. Because it already sucks anyway. Yeah, you're because, just working yeah, Monday because through Friday. You, you deserved it because you've had a stressful week. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible cycle. It's a terrible cycle. Definitely, yeah. And then you wonder why there's an Adderall shortage. <laughs> Because they're taking it on the weekend too while they're going out drinking. So like last. Yeah. I know. So like ACL. That's so sad. <laughs> I went back to ACL. All right. So our friends went. True story. Friends went and I was like, how was it? They went to pink. And I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, well, pink was great. Except for the idea that right behind us, there was a guy that was passed out like completely. like Dehydrated. Just, who what, knows what. Who knows what. But he was out. Like out. And his girlfriend, whatever slash wife, whatever, was like okay, cops and medics, it's fine. Like, no big deal. And like, they're trying to tend to him. He won't wake up. He can't stand up on his own, like out. Terrible. Right. And the medics are talking to our friends saying like, yeah, it's been like this all weekend. Like it's worse than we've ever seen. And so imagine ACL now, people are going out to release stress. That's where they're going. Like a lot of friends said they're going out this weekend just to like get fucked up. That's part of the reason why I didn't want to go, I think, because I, I was just like, I don't have this energy it. anymore that it is anymore. Or no need yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, even the last time we went, I was like, man, it, it's trash everywhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like you can't even focus on yeah, the and cool it's just, part like, of it. This is disgusting. Like, I remember this because ACL is a time with Austin like truly comes out where it's vibe and everyone's like a neighbor and they give back and they share. Like it's almost kind of, it's supposed to be like a very small derivative, like a Burning Man kind of vibe where you're just like, hey, if you need anything, we got you, right? But because it's so corporate now, like I remember a couple years ago, the reason I said I'm kind of had it with this is that there was a trash can. They had tons of trash around it, right? It was filled up to the brim. And then there was all this trash around at the bottom. And then what happened was that you can at least put like a little bit more trash on the top, right? Like one more cup or something, right? Anyway, I was just amazed by it. I was like, God, that's so much trash. Like why? And it's in a park, right? So I'm just like, who's going to clean this up? So as we see that, we see two guys walking on whatever right and one guy literally finishes his beer can and just chunks it on the ground and just keeps walking yeah. nowhere near the trash can doesn't even attempt to try to throw it away just chunks it and throws it on the ground which Poor is our guy. park where people will play soccer and usually that time the next day yeah. and i think you were there with me and i was like the trash is right there he turns around looks me straight in the eye and goes fuck you and kept walking 
And I looked at Baldo and I said, and I'm on a high vibe or whatever, but I'm still kind of like, damn. <laughs> you yeah. suck. You suck. Like you really actually you really, sucked like you all sucked. Like you just sucked like from the planet, from wow. me, from Right. <laughs> and so here's the thing. Now imagine if I would have been drunk. You would I would have said something. I'd been aggressive. I would have said something. You if, lose all right, that like let's say, restraint. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's say I would be taking Adderall. Just I don't take Adderall. I've never be taken it, but it was, but even more aggressive. I went to a, this brain summit two weeks ago, and they said opioids have high alpha waves, frontal cortex activity. Mm. But after a while, it just goes to nothing. Mm. Yeah. So there's no frontal That's cortex activity. So, so there's like nothing going on. There's no addictive. You're like, you you're need out. that peak or else you have nothing. Bingo. So you imagine you take something like that and you're drinking and you're pissed off about the world and you're depressed. You can't even like feel. Right. So that person, that was him. <laughs> and I, me knew that, but being enlightened or whatever, you kind of like realize you're like, oh my God, that person's going through some shit. I'm just going to leave like it. Like at be. his level. Yeah. At, yes. I'm not going to sink to his level. I'm not going to sink to his frequency. I'm going to leave this conversation. But if I'm already low vibing it to begin with, I'm like, I got you, bro. I'm pissed off too. Come at me. Let's get kicked let's, off together. Yeah, let's do this together, right? <laughs> and that's the thing. We would never see fights there at ACL because that's not the time of place, right? It's not that energy. No. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. And so I, when I started seeing that, I was like, wow, like that's not cool. Changed. It's, it's changed a little bit. So just to kind of bring it back full circle to the, <laughs> the music thing, that's why we we're like, well, let's have a festival. <laughs> With music and an environment and art and, and, art and environment knowledge. where, yeah, that empowers people and lifts them. And so we quickly realized, I was like, well, I think the musician changes, right? Then what does the artist look like then, right? Because you're a curator now, which mm -hmm. I think what's interesting because as a musician, you're a curator anyway, right? Yeah. That's how you see yourself. Professionally, yeah. <laughs> so what does music, you now creating music look like for you when you go into it? It has more meaning than just like a vibe. Before it was like, I wanted to feel any music I was playing was really like sexy and like high energy and like that feeling you want to feel when you walk in a club or somewhere and you just want to be like, hell yeah, I feel good. But now I want it to be even more like I want people to leave with a real impact. Yeah. Yeah. And not it just being like, oh, my God, I love this song, like way more than that. So I want to incorporate what I love and what I've done with this new way of just supplying it to people. Right. A new way of experiencing. And I think it would be cool, like, with this festival, like, we'll kind of go with the flow and we'll see. But I feel like it could really grow that part of it. Yeah. Everything we've been talking about like is Like, an immersive this. music is so important. So, to make it a true, like, immersive experience, how can we build it all? That's exactly what this happening. Yep. This festival, this Friday night of the festival, December 2nd, when you take your stage... The festival will be set for you because that whole day is just nothing but high vibing conversations, health and wellness workshops and speakers and networking. People will be laying on a bed that vibrates them or maybe having music in between speakers that they are kind of like, I like this band. Who is this? Yeah. Or talk to someone who simply just the conversation alone gave them the serotonin dopamine hit they needed. By the time they get to you, everything we talked about, the day for night, the ACL and all that. You imagine that someone has had their mind blown for like four or five hours, six hours straight when they come to the Howdy Health Festival. And by the time like you roll up there, <laughs> now they're like, what do I do with all this? Well, I think you're going to be out there throughout the day, right? Yeah, and, like, so I'll get to oh, really... She's, gonna, she's just going to be oh, set beautiful. up just like, in I'll case. Like I'll have beautiful. all different things ready. I'll have like original production with different frequencies I want to put out. I'll have the music we all love that we've listened to before. I'll have different stages to kind of mold to whatever. And I like that organic flow. Yeah. Like, it's let it so flow. exciting to me as a performer. And I kind of, I just pre-prepare for all different instances. Oh, that's beautiful. So we'll be curating this all throughout the day, which is almost like a dream for but us. But that's the thing. It's, a, it's an <laughs> organic thing right? because it's almost like you're providing a soundtrack. And I have meditations too that we're actively recording yes. and starting to release publicly next week. So it's like, even if there's a time like, hey, let's do a 10-minute guided oh, meditation. No, no, no. You should well, do one for lunch and learn. Well, here's I would thing. love to. Well, the other thing, so sick, well, actually. I was going to say, We too. can do it live with, like, MIDI controllers, with music, and I could have Dr. Barakal come in and do, like, live. Yeah. Well, I was also <laughs> going to say, for the festival, you're going to have space to be able to have uh, people be able to take, like, a 30-minute break, a 20-minute break, and do, like, a quick meditative session with, like, an immersion, if you will. We have plenty of space 
for that to happen, I think that would be a great way to like uh, so-called take a break in between like learning and t- attending oh, yeah. seminars, right? Because instead of going out and just kind of walking around, getting on your cell phone, I imagine you say, no, 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 we're going to take a short 10-minute break for the people who wanted to go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. But for the others who want, go out there about 30 yards to your right and just kind of hang out there and yeah, get relaxed see <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, we're calling this concept shadows and sound. And so it's a combination of like shadow work and sound and meditation. So we all have little things we need to work out no matter how far we've grown. And I'm really excited. I am super thrilled about it. I can't tell you how excited I am about this festival because every year it gets bigger. It gets more evolved. And he daps. I'm so excited. And, and like, like the people. I've already, you guys need to check out this lineup, lineup of speakers. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so it's cool. Great. I am truly ecstatic for several speakers that I have not seen before who I've wanted to see. And the fact they're coming to our own festival is pretty incredible. And yeah, it is. But uh, here's the t- thing. today we talked three more that might be happening. But here's the thing like, you talk about it and you say, well, some people, we're going to get to that point where people are like, well, I want to come. Like, how do I get in? I'm like, you want to buy a ticket, obviously, which is the great way to do it. But you're going to have people kind of like last minute, like, hey, if we sell out, which is very possible, we're going to say like, well, I don't know. Why do you want to come here so bad? Right. And the reason why people want to come here so bad to this festival and like why you're getting excited is because the community that's about to be created at this festival is one of the biggest, most unique health and wellness communities that you could ever imagine. The most diverse, open-minded informative, caring individuals who care mm-hmm. about health and wellness. They're disruptors at the same time. Actively learning, actively teaching. Who, who are doing the journey themselves. Right. And wanting to help others themselves too because their journeys have helped them. That's what this festival is. And what we've really curated from every detail. I mean, you've heard this podcast. So after you listen to the podcast, after the festival has been done, you can see we're a bunch of artists. And that's really what we are. And I think that's why we resonated, right? It was because you're an artist, we're artists. We see things that others don't. We've gone through the journey of certain things that maybe weren't healthy. Yep. Get You feel kind of lost in between getting from that point to like a higher <laughs> self. And that place in between can be scary and like, oh, should I go back to be social? And like, but really things like this, opportunities like this help so much with the community of like cool everyone here understands me like it's hard to go out sometimes because you're like no one really gets like (laughs) I can talk to them about what I do but they're gonna roll their eyes like it's hard if you're not in a community of like-minded people so that's That's so exciting for me to meet more people that are doing good Good things. Yeah. And wanting good things to happen to others. I right. think that's another thing. Uh, it's and a bring very, each other up. That's collective. That's the community that we have here is so empowering. They want you to do it for yourself, right? And I think that's what all our speakers are, what you're doing. You take something home with you that you're like, you can do this. Like, and you don't have to buy something. Like, that's the thing, right? You yeah. Just learn. Like, you buy a ticket to go learn how to do this for yourself. And then you realize like, oh, so there's like eight ways – to feel better and healthy ways to feel better. Like I don't have to just drink. I don't have to just stay up late watching stupid or take, movies like, prescription or medication. taking prescription meds that don't belong to me. It's really interesting because there is an alternative and there's another option. It's been hiding in plain sight this whole time. It's just now what we're doing is we're saying this is really what you want, right? When you go to the festival, you want to have that experience to where you look back and say, I felt so happy. It was the best time in my life. It was one of the best experiences I'll ever have, and I'll remember it forever. If you have that experience at the Howdy Health Fest, it's very possible you could have it multiple times over. And I think that's what's so incredible about it is that me as an attendee slash, I guess, maybe co-producer, I can say that, is like, I'm going to be in the audience listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a speaker. Like, taking in as much as I can. Yeah, and I'm going to be attending attending your... (laughs) activations, I guess we call them at this point, right? Like I'm going to be in attendance for you, like just kind of lounging around the, the music because I love- Giving me that feedback. Well, Tell yeah. me how you yeah. felt after. Like, yeah, oh, come of on, course. let's see. Well, that's the thing. You need <laughs> honest feedback, right? Oh, yeah. When you have people, like especially last year, they came up to us. We didn't know some of the people there, right? Because there's a lot of new people, which is what you want. And I was like, what was your takeaway? Everyone was different. Every single person, different takeaway because you never know what someone individually is going through. But collectively, we're all going through very similar things. And we're all going through depression, anxiety. We want happiness. We want to find communication. We want to find support. We want to find a friend, 
right? I think we're all looking for we a friend. We want to find balance. We want to find balance. We want to be comfortable in our own skin. And I think most people are, are willing to talk about it now. And in 2022, people are finally talking about their depression and their anxiety in a way now to where, you, like you talked about earlier, like people are literally creating this problem, but at least they're realizing that maybe they are doing this to themselves. And maybe there are ways to deal with minimizing the amount of shit you have to deal with yeah. or you put on yourself. It's just awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Right. So I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> well, I can't on. wait. Yeah. And Until we'll then, be back. Until then, how do people find you? Okay. You can find me at djcatwalk.com. It has all my links. If you're interested in the sound therapy, it's Shadows and Sound on all platforms. We're just getting started, but I have a SoundCloud page. Everything are in either area. It'll be available to find. And yeah, we're going to start actively putting stuff out. And I hope you guys get something yeah, look amazing out of it. To have you at, at the and come to the festival and find Please, her and come in and hang out with us. This is going to be an us. awesome experience. You're going to be in with us. Like three right now who are talking, like we'll be taking and yeah. doing whatever activation all we're, together. We're with the DJ. We're the DJ. Hell yeah. DJ, Remember, okay. DJ saved my life. That's what I'm saying, that, right? Awesome. There it DJ is. DJ saved my life. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having me. <laughs>